Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. What a great day to be alive in Christ. Think about it. When we woke up this morning, we took that first breath of conscious awareness, realizing that we had another day ahead of us to fulfill the will of God and to express the love of Christ to someone. Well, okay. <laughs> so we were a little fuzzy for the first few minutes until we got our bearings, but then we did all that wonderful, glorious stuff of claiming our future for Christ. Amen. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the good things of the Lord today. If you're new, just stopping by, stay a while. Something, If it's something God blesses you with, join us every morning at this same time. As I came into the studio and began to tune up the things I need, I was reminded that many of you don't know a little bit of our history. Five years ago, we're going, in, we're going into our sixth year. Five years ago, my son and I, who uh, my son's a, a video and movie producer. He makes, makes those uh, types of things. And we were discussing some of the current technology. And he said, Dad, why don't you do a daily video? And gave me a simple plan for it. I said, well, I don't have... I don't know if I have the studio, don't have the equipment. So, well, look, take your phone, iPhone, and put it on a selfie stick and go for a walk. So for the first year and a half or two years, we uh, walked around our region. I walked on the streets and on the hillsides and on the beach and the riverbanks and would talk about what God dropped in my heart. As we're doing today. After about a year and a half or so, I think it was winter time, I decided to come in. <laughs> Haven't been out much since. And so we've got a uh, we've got a little studio here that I come to. Now, the reason I brought that up, we had uh, a thousand or eleven hundred uh, videos on YouTube. And they, they decided they didn't like what I was saying, and they took them all away. So when you go to YouTube now, there's a couple of hundred there. You can't find the old archives. I've got them on a hard drive. And when time and talent permits, I want to put them up on a special channel because they contain some wonderful truths. Amen. Now, Facebook doesn't go back all the way to the beginning. I didn't start using Facebook for several months after I started my um, <clears throat> journey on this video ministry. And it is exciting to me. It's certainly what God has for me at this hour. And I'm receiving so many wonderful comments back. I just happened to <clears throat> visit with a person, a, a dear a uh, gal, a lady, <laughs> that uh, that complimented me on uh, on the video, and I, she said I was watching your video and was encouraged, and I thought, wow, thank you, and I didn't think she would she had ever watched it until I met her, met up with her today, so those types of things kind of fire my faith up. And then I get reports back. I'm getting reports back from some of the nations of the world, giving me a, a, a hallelujah, and amen, um, 
you know, great word. So I'm knowing, I know that the word of God is eternal and it goes out to all that listen. Hallelujah. So we're talking today about why does the truth set us free? That's a question I've asked. And what I want to do, I want to read a couple of verses. First of all, I love Matthew 4 and 16. Matthew 4 and 16, and it's um, it's the it's capturing the essence of what happened when Christ came to earth. And it says in, uh, let's see here. He says, listen, you who live in the land of Zibelin and the Laphanephli, along the road of the sea and so forth. You who spent your days shrouded in darkness, can you now say we have seen a brilliant light King James says, those who sat in darkness all their life saw a great light. That light we know is Jesus Christ. This this week I came across the testimony. Actually, he, he was it was a full sermon on his life story. <clears throat> a former terrorist from the Middle East who had uh, certainly <clears throat> immersed himself as a native from that territory in all the culture all the religion and all the uh, the hate that comes out of those such situations and uh, he tells about his conversion and the comparison between living a life of hatred and fear and anger and coming to Jesus he said i didn't know you could love. I thought you just had to hate and be angry. I didn't even, I wasn't even able to love my wife. I didn't know you could love your wife because where I've come, where I came from, we were taught that women were just objects. They were just like beasts, you know, like a, like the dog. You just, they were there. When I was, was converted, when I came to Jesus, now he didn't say it this way, but what happened to him was he said, he would have said, I saw a great light. Matter of fact, he did in his dream, Jesus came to him. And that was one of, that was one of the ways he came into Christ. Now I'm remi- I'm re- remembering that and wanted to share that little snapshot with you because this is what truth does when it shows up. Jesus, we know, is the truth. The philosophers debate and they have their empty-headed reasoning. They argue about what is truth so forth. But truth is a person. It's not an idea. It's not a concept. It's not a, a theology. It's not a Bible. It's not a Bible verse. Truth is a person. When the scripture says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, it's not a teaching. It's not, you know, that type of thing. It's an encounter with Jesus Christ. Now, when you meet or have, in, have encountered Jesus Christ, in um, let's flip over to John for a moment. In the uh, eight, eight and thirty-two, he said, "When you encounter Jesus Christ, then you need to have you begin to get an understanding." There's, there's. Um, things that Jesus has commanded, which comes to us in words. Paul said, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, that uh, that uh, the words that we have preached. So when you 
encounter Jesus, Jesus begins to convey to you words of life. Scripture says that the words that I speak unto you are spirit. Let's stop, stop there for a moment. That's not just like an attitude. That's not like, well, this being the spirit of the game. And it was a spirited game, you know, <laughs> service. No. He says, you he says, my, the words that I speak are spirit. So when Christ, through the word of God that we know to be recorded in the scriptures, but when he comes to us and speaks to us, those are living words. The Jewish scholars tell us that each letter of the Hebrew um, alphabet are living creatures, living creatures. Now, that sounds like uh, science fiction, you know, woo, wow, that's weird. No, this is what they believe. And they, I believe it. it's true because everything God has created has life. Even the rock that is out, you know, in your front yard is made up of living atoms. It's not just a solid piece of cold substance. It is a living, vibrating thing with life. Okay, now look at this. In the um, <laughs> eighth chapter, Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you have you have uh, that you are my true followers for if you embrace the truth it will release true freedom into your lives that's the passion bible all right if you know the truth now that's not an intellectual experience it's a it's a spiritual experience i'm pointing to my heart as as a, um, a target of our inner man of the center of our life, of the real us. When the Bible says, believe with all your hearts, not just the organ pumping blood, but it's the very center of our life. It's who we are. When we believe with our heart and confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, we shall be converted, saved, made whole, and delivered from the darkness of unbelief. Wow. Darkness, unbelief brings a darkness. Our, our colleges ed, and educational centers from the young days now, I mean, way back in the kindergarten, the first grades and second grades, there's philosophies that are being taught to our children that are turning them into dark <laughs> dwellers or dwelling in the dark. It's a dark dwelling thing. That's why there's such a rise, a serious and awful rise in suicides in our young people. To think that a 14-year-old or a 12-year-old can feel like there's nothing to live for. Now, why would that be? Because they've talked about the end of the world. They talked about the atomic bomb. They talked about the climate change, which is going to bring the end of the world. And they talk about all these things that bring fear and darkness. But when Jesus, the light of life, light and the truth of God comes into our life, the scripture says, you sat in darkness and you saw a bright light. 
Oh, that's why we preach the gospel. That's why we go into all the world. That's why we've sacrificed and uh, sent money to the missionaries. And that's why we build our churches and stand, you know, for truth in our communities. Because we know that if the word of God will penetrate into this, this culture, we will see a future filled with hope. Someone said today, as I was listening to them, that we are we have run out of our credit on uh, on uh, Christian morals and Christian honesty and Christian duty. Now, what that means is that we had built up a total a, a national credit of honesty in the general populace. Well, there's there's dishonest people everywhere, but in the general populace, it had not got so empty of honesty, you know, that it filtered filtered up to the leaders. Now we're seeing leaders that have come out of these last 20 years, 30 years of teaching, and they've lost their Bible base. They've lost their trust in the word, a belief, a belief in God, for one thing. And because of that, there's no underpinning. Pinning. There's no underpinning of honesty, truth, and morality. So we're seeing chaos and trouble and rocky roads ahead. Now, what's the answer? <laughs> you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Let me give you a, a tip that my father gave me often as he preached on these subjects. He, and when he would speak of revival, we always think of revival as a coming back to our roots where God intended us to be. Now, often we'll say that's a local church, but I'm talking about a nation. If you want a turning back to truth where it stabilizes us as a nation and brings us back to a plumb bob of, of God's word, if you want that, take that piece of chalk and draw a circle around you and say, God, revive everyone in this circle. And if you'll do that, Starting with you, Lord, bring me back to plumb, Bob, to plumb. Bring me back to the center of your purpose. If you'll do that and be the spark plug, the starter fuse, I believe we can see a mighty move of re restoration to our cities, our schools, our churches, our communities. But it starts with you and I, doesn't it? Amen. Oh, brothers, sisters, and those future brothers, sisters I'm talking to, God has a plan so far beyond our thinking. Paul said it was beyond our, our, our imagination. We couldn't even imagine it. It was so good. That's where God has us destined for. Amen. Are there bad times ahead? Is there the possibility of being serious things happen in the world? Yes. But I'm looking and trusting in a God because he is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life that he's going to keep us on his target. And we're going to come to the other side of some of this dangerous water we're in. And we're going to see God's justice and his righteousness prevail. Amen. That's my prayer, and I declare it to you today. All right, well...
I am happy again that we're able to talk together like this. <laughs> well, of course, I'm doing all the talking, but I believe that you're saying amen along the way. Okay. Tomorrow morning, we will see you again, and it is a supernatural day to be alive in Christ. Now, don't forget, you are the light of the world now. Don't depend on your pastor only. Thank God for them, man or woman, whoever you have pastoring you. And it's not your parents, if you're a young person. It's not just your dad and mom that are, you know, light. You are the light of the world. Jesus came into you as, as the light and, and gave you the commission to light the world with the word of God and believing faith. Amen. Until tomorrow. Hey, oh, by the way, <laughs> before I go, don't forget, subscribe, like us on Facebook. Thank you for your sharing. Thank you for your comments. Amen. Drop your name in there once in a while. Let me know you're there. Yeah, I feel I feel like I'm at home when I see your name. Amen. And thank you for your prayers and your financial support. All those things can be found below. All right. Let your light shine. I'll see you in the morning.